0: Welcome to Startup Get Down. This is episode six, the season one finality. Luckily, I just, found, I just got word where we've been picked up for another 12 episodes next season, maybe even more. Uh, we don't have a boss, it's just me that makes up that decision, but I'll, I'll come to that later. My name is Alberto Dalars. I'm a famed entrepreneur and investor. And I'm super excited to be talking with our guests today Amelia Jones Harrison, Trent Gregory. And of course, Jeff Bezos, my my good friend and old uh, classmate, actually. Um, I want to introduce Amelia Jones Harrison first.
1: Oh my goodness! It is such a pleasure to be here, Alberto, and I'm so excited to just talk about what I'm doing, the the vibes that I'm putting out, and also just to hear what everybody else is up to.
0: No, we're up, I love yeah. it.
1: I love it. I'm I'm living my best right now. You know.
0: I'm feeling that. I'm starting to feel those vibes. Um, or actually, so hold on, that. sorry, I'm actually, it's, yeah, I'm getting a call, but I'll put that on <laughs>
1: oh, uh, no.
0: Trent, what about you? How are you doing?
2: Alberto, thanks for having me. I really wish you had told me Mr. Bezos would be here today because <laughs> I'm a little nervous now and I, I just feel a little unworthy in his presence, <laughs> but I, I'm very, very happy to be here.
0: No, I mean, we're happy to have you. We're just, you know, us billionaires, we're, we're just normal, better people than you. And there's really nothing to be to be nervous about we're when we have the power to you know improve or destroy your life at any moment but we don't really use that power most of the time
2: i'm, I'm very aware of that power and uh, i will act accordingly good make sure you do
3: jeff buddy how you doing well, i'm doing pretty well alberto especially hearing that trent is going to know his place that really tickles me because most people they walk in and they think they're going to get something and you know while it's so nice to spend time among the peasantry, sometimes everybody's holding their hand out, and you just can't put a, a whole stock in each one, you know? I got to keep some to sit on myself. So it's good to know that everybody's on the same page. A whole stock, did you say? Yeah. Like, a, you're saying a, they're asking for an individual stock of Amazon? You know, some say that's better than most monetary policy these days. You buy one stock, you you get the whole block. Do you know how much your stock, each one piece of stock is worth right now, Jeff? It doesn't really matter when I'm sitting on a pile of them, I think. You know, some people like to call me a a dragon sitting on gold, and Hmm. I think that's pretty unfair, you know? I'm a dragon sitting on stock, which is worth a whole hell of a lot more than gold. That's that's true, And,
0: and not a lot of people know that about you, that you actually, for every share you own, you've actually got a certificate, an actual stock certificate, and you sit on it. You have a little throne made out of it.
3: I do. I have too many of them now that I'm, I'm using them as wallpaper. So mm-hmm. you, some might say that I have the most expensive wallpaper in the world. Won that competition.
0: So like, yeah, that's,
3: you're the only one that was competing. So way to go. Well, good luck c- catching up, Alberta. That's all I'm saying. I've seen your walls, man.
1: I just want to say, uh, Jeff, uh, I don't know if you remember um, we did meet several years ago and exchanged phone numbers, and you sent me um, an eggplant emoji, which I was so flattering, by the way, so flattering. Even though nothing came of it, I just felt really important. And I just want you to know that I'm here for anything you might need, you know.: anything. Thank you,
3: Amelia. You're right. I don't remember.:
1: <laughs> Your honesty is so refreshing. And I just feel really, like, really blessed that you you came with that honesty. Thank you so much.
2: Mr. Bezos, I just want you to know that I, I really strive to reach the place that you're at, sitting on that pile of stocks, because I'm currently sitting on a pile of shoeboxes that is slowly losing structural integrity. Why did you buy so many shoes? I found the shoeboxes outside of my apartment. Well, that is a
3: good amount of self-reliance, son. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> and I appreciate your, your, your ability to improvise. But also, ergonomics are important, and you should improve your situation as rapidly as possible. Of course.
0: Trent, by any chance, do those shoe boxes have to do with your your business? Or is that they, totally unrelated? They,
2: they do not. They have to do with the success of my business and lack thereof. Oh.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: What, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, I had to take a few pay cuts in order to keep the business afloat. And, you know, that forces me to sell things like uh, furniture or basic human needs.
3: Well, the best thing to get rid of when you're starting a company is actually the basic human needs of everybody around you. That just makes them work harder. So I'd say you're on the right track, Trent. Let's let's dive in.
2: What's your business?
3: In. I should be writing notes. Hold on. Don't worry. Take
2: away basic needs. You said take away basic needs of others around you,
3: right? Right absolutely that's usually the first step great
1: i just want to say speaking you know to my earlier point about vibes the vibe i'm getting from you right now trent is that you're writing those notes on the back of an old envelope and i love it i love it so green so fun i just i'm just i find your poverty to be so refreshing is what i want to say
0: yeah that envelope looks like a collection letter
1: yeah it probably is yeah.
2: No, actually, I splurged on this a little. It's Manila, so um, wow. I left some room yeah. in the budget for that.
1: Such a crisp such a crisp feeling between your fingers, huh? That's you nice. A, you have
2: a great ear,
3: Amelia. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> I hear that all the time, but it never gets old, so thank you.
3: Oh, the ear. I think that's why I sent you an eggplant.
1: You mm, do have yeah. lovely ears. I do. And, and
3: Trent, I understand that splurge. I almost bought the city of Manila, which is a little bigger, okay. but... You know, it would have been very fun. How about you go ahead and you, let's dive into your company now and we'll see if you can we can buy you a Philippine City someday.
2: That would be great. Okay, so, you know, in 2020, it's harder than ever to be a parent these days, right? And, you know, people are cooped up with their kids and it's becoming a great stressor in a lot of people's lives. So I'm introducing my company, Subdaddies. It is a database of qualified substitute fathers for you to delegate your responsibilities as a parent in order in exchange for money and i know <laughs> what you're thinking this sounds like a glorified male babysitting app but it's not the <laughs> duties of a babysitter is just to keep the children alive sub-daddies are expected to give your kid all the love and affection that you're expected to give without any of the hassle of emotional attachment so we want our subdaddies to be capable of teaching your kids life lessons and (laughs) skills, good or bad. And you get to, you know, pursue your dreams of, you know, flying to Cancun and falling in love with a surf instructor. I guess my idea is it's, it's, it's a lot of daddies that, that want to take care of your kids for you. So, so who's hiring these,
0: these daddies? Is it other dads? Dads hiring daddies?
2: Well, uh, Currently, I uh, have appointed somebody to the the process of vetting, and uh, that's my niece. Uh, her name is Julia. She does a really great job of vetting. She uh, reads their Twitter accounts thoroughly, and in the interview, she asks if they're a sex offender, which legally they have to tell you if they are.
0: It's, it's entrapment that's otherwise, true. I think. Yeah, right. that's true.
2: and And so far, we haven't had any issues. You know, that's been enough. You know, are you a sex offender? They say no. Okay. We, we give them a child right away. Start them off.
0: So who's, pro- who's providing the child, the child?
2: So, uh, you know, we, we, we've been doing a lot of promotion we have a lot of dads that have reached out, you know, uh, a lot of dads seem to really hate a lot of the parts of parenting as far as like having to talk to their children about sex or having to uh, attend baseball games and seem interested. In their children's hobbies in any way. So, what we do is we create an account, a biography for each daddy that will have their different set of interests and skills. So, maybe one daddy is capable of cheering your kid on at baseball, but he also will buy him his first pack of cigarettes. So, we want it to be balanced and authentic because mm-hmm. it's not, it's too idealistic for you to have a good daddy all the time.
0: Gotcha. Caesar. Not good, not bad sub-daddies. These are just Goldilocks-bad sub-daddies.
2: Yeah, they're middle-of-the-road sub-daddies. That, uh, you know, they have a lot of heart. They have a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of our daddies are actual dads who just don't like their own children and are looking for someone else to look after.
3: Trent, I have to tell you, I love the idea of the monetization of using somebody's emotions to allow them to get more freedom. There's there's not a lot of use for emotions in most business forays, but now you've taken one of the most useless things in the world, a man's emotions, and built a business on its back. Now we can, we can monetize that. We can use that. We can build a network of daddies that can take care of this world. We can connect the world through daddies that follow directions very well from whoever is over them. One might say dominant. So I think this has a really great potential. However, you do seem to be sitting on shoeboxes. What (laughs) roadblocks have your daddies met?
2: Well, uh, you know, we're having a little uh, issue with consistency right now. Um, It seems that uh, a lot of these children are starting to get very attached to their sub-daddies, and then they want them to become their real daddies. And then we're starting to approach uh, sort of an adoption service system, which is not the service that I'm trying to provide. So... We've recently uh, implemented a new ruling where um, after three days with a sub daddy, you can never see them again. And we destroy all contact with them.
3: So a revolving door of daddies. Honestly. out emotional support.
1: I I love this trend. And I do, you know, I do want to say, Jeff, there's nothing wrong with having revolving door of daddies that essentially got me through college, you know, (laughs) and I do think it's really important to have as many daddies as you can have in your life. Um, But my question is, Trent, uh, I know you're just starting out and, you know, you're sitting on shoeboxes, so it's no offense, not going great per se, but... Are you considering doing a a, a separate sub mommies because I am comfortable saying this uh, while being recorded. I hate my children and I would love to never look at them again. Um, And I do have a nanny, but I just feel like she still expects me to be involved. And no matter how many times I tell her, both in English and in her native Spanish, that I do not want to. She still tries to do it. So can I sign up for sub-daddies or do I have to wait for sub-mommies?
2: Okay, we are in the preliminary research phase of starting sub-mommies. We are finding it harder and harder to find candidates like yourself, but I'm very glad that you've spoken up because (laughs) I'm going to add this to uh, the research that we've done. I think the issue is that a lot of women who are already uh, looking to get in this line of work are already nannies. And they're not looking to get bogged down with starting up with a new service or signing up with us. So it's just sort of a, uh, you know, a a cost reward analysis that we're trying to run right now. But I, I, I can guarantee by the end of the year, if things go well, you will be able to get your own sub mommy.
1: That sounds amazing. I would love nothing more than having my own personal sub, you know? I think that's just said what a blessing. Right? I think
2: everybody deserves their own sub sometimes. We all, we all, you know, we get a little, uh, we just get a little hateful towards our children
3: sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: That's the nice part about having much more than a billion dollars, isn't it, Alberto? Everybody's our sub.
0: You know, that's the, that's the thing. We just, we're, we're too busy for, for children. I can't even name all of mine. Everyone's beneath you. You can get them to do whatever you want. It's that's, that's really the thing. But I mean, this is this is fantastic. I mean, being able to give the common man a feeling of that, that we feel every day, Jeff. It's
3: no emotional attachment.
0: No emotional attachment. One of my favorite
3: things in the world. <laughs> Amelia,
0: um, yes. I, wanted ask, I wanted to ask you, you seem to be interested in this. Or is it because you hate your children because they're getting in the way of your success in business or where does this hate come from?
1: Um. I mean, yes, they—they they are um, a little too curious about my business. They want to get involved. Also, there is that deep-rooted fear that one day they will uh, usurp me and take over everything that I've built. And frankly, I've worked so hard that uh, you know, do your own thing, like get your own life. Why are you so obsessed with me? Is kind of the way I feel, you know, about them. And they're also ruining my furniture, and I. I have a lot of really lovely, I, I hate bragging, but I have a lot of really lovely things that I own, mm-hmm. you know, and my children have sticky hands that they put on those things because they can't control themselves because they're, ch- I don't know if you know this, but children just know impulse control. Um, it's just like, get it together, right? So they're always just touching my nice things. And I just I can't. And then they talk, and they talk and they make way too much eye contact. And I just it's nothing that it's just it's bad vibes, is what I'm saying. Top okay, to Amelia, bottom. Okay, Amelia,
2: it sounds like you might be looking for one of our uh, side services, which is a little different. We bring in a daddy that is exceptionally bad, so that your kids know that it could be worse.
1: I love and we're that. We're calling Although, that
2: we're calling that Dom Daddy. So
1: I. I cannot stress enough how much I love a dom daddy. You know, I mean, if I were to choose, like hearing this idea, it's suddenly connected in something in me. This this deep need for a dom daddy. So I am I am ready. You know, to to have that dom in my life. I'm oh, this is great. I'm so glad we connected, Trent. Thank you so much. Yeah,
3: we'll talk after the podcast for sure.
1: I would love that.
3: It sounds like you have a lot going on, Trent, and I, I would urge you, you need to grow this much faster. If Julia has any, any uh, if you have any other nieces or nephews that can work for free, completely void of any sort of necessary paperwork because they're family, I would highly suggest you look into the, uh, the legitimacy of that. We need to get daddies, if you want that to be successful, we need to get daddies doming in every household that we can. We need to get the subs underneath these parents as quickly as possible, because once you give a child a dom, they will need a sub, and then that frees up the parents to actually, like Amelia, be successful in the world, because now they can behave like they should, devoid of emotion, robotically, and trying to strive for success. I so just... just to,
1: oh, sorry. I'm, I, I am. Oh,
3: That was... I don't think anybody's interrupted me in, well, I don't know how long.
1: How did it feel? Apologize, Amelia.
3: It's a new and exciting experience. I'm going to, you know what? Please. Go ahead.
1: Oh, my goodness. I... Oh, that know. was
3: exciting. Okay, my thought was that <laughs> you have to grow much faster than you are. Oh, man, that was such a new experience. And I'm so glad that you, you know, you still got to try new things every day, even if you're worth over $150 billion. Was somebody speaking?
1: Oh, I feel so seen right now. Um, So what I wanted to say uh, further to what Jeff said, also, uh, Trent, is obviously, you do need to grow faster. Great, great idea, Jeff. You're just you're just full of great ideas. I know. Um, so, so Trent, have you considered hiring people uh, other than children, but but from vulnerable populations who will work for almost <laughs> nothing? Because for me my entire customer support team is just felons. And I don't know if you know this, but it is really hard to get a job once you have been convicted of a felony. So they're willing to work for next to nothing. And they do have very specific expertise in terms of judging people and knowing how to get around the rules if you need to you know, skirt those. Just an idea. Just, just find someone vulnerable I exactly and take what advantage.
2: You're, you're actually skipping over a step that Jeff Bezos introduced to me earlier about taking away. Away the rights of people why not just use people that have already had their rights stripped from them by the system that cuts out the middleman all right i'm taking more notes now
1: and then you are not as far as i'm concerned morally culpable for doing that because it's it's not like, you know, it's like if you if you're walking down the sidewalk and there's a fruit tree that's overhanging the sidewalk and there's a perfectly ripe fruit and you and you pluck it, you didn't do anything wrong. So if there's a perfectly vulnerable felon who needs a job and is willing to do it for next to nothing, are you not doing them a favor? Like that fruit, they may just fall to the sidewalk and rot there.
2: Sorry, I got I gotta write this down. There should be a, an eviction notice around here somewhere. <laughs>
0: Amelia, I wanted to ask what what exactly you're using that customer support team for. You said you need to get around the rules.
1: Oh gosh, I am so glad you asked. I was trying to be subservient and polite, like a upper class woman should, but Trent <clears throat> was being incredibly boring. So here is here is what I use felons for. Or, or let me just give you the the uh, the gist of my business. So. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I looked at the world around me. What are people doing? What are people using? And one of the most common things we're all doing now is is subscription boxes, right? So you can buy the ability to be a chef in your own home if you can't afford a chef because you're a total plebe. Or you can buy a, a hair dye kit that comes monthly if you can't afford to go to the salon because what's wrong with you? So... I thought what is the next subscription box and here's what I came up with. Okay, do you want to be able to commit a murder but you don't have the time to plan it, right? So with murder box, once a month or even twice a month, filling out a simple survey about what you need and what why you need it and including your region in the world for disposal services, but we'll get there. You can get your own box filled with artisanal goods and a game plan for your own personally crafted murder. Just, you don't have to outsource your murder, right? We all want to be part of what we're doing. It's all about crafting. It's all about being the person who makes your own things. But who has the time to plan a murder and then buy all the stuff and then hide the fact that you bought all the stuff when you can just order one box with all the things you need to murder as many people as you say you need to murder?
0: I can't believe that doesn't exist already Jeff and I we, we like all the time we, we get we have people murdered all the time we, it doesn't matter it's usually in other countries because you know that's not really illegal if you're rich but I've never we always outsource it we always pay crazy amounts of money to to do it and to remove culpability but how is this not illegal here in the United States
1: well i one of two things i I do want to say something you remember earlier where i interrupted jeff and it sounded like he really enjoyed it just a little bit and was surprised right right so wouldn't it be fun to just do your own murder at least once just to see if you could just to feel the weight of that axe that was handmade by someone in maine in your hand you know slicing through your secretary's neck because you said hold your fucking calls right right so um But what you had asked was about uh, the legality. So right now, what we do is, um, so I don't have an attorney, but I have spoken to an attorney um, that I went on a date with after we matched on Tinder. I did leave halfway through because I found out that he was a public defender, which what am I supposed to do with that? Um, I did speak to him not about this, but just generally like about Italian food. So I feel like I can say with security (laughs) that my, my legality is pretty good. And that's at the bottom of my website. Mm -hmm. It says, this is just a joke. Don't murder anyone or do LOL JK. And as far as I'm concerned, that makes it legal because I can say, right. That's not real. Plus my whole customer service team is just felons. So if someone's like, how do I dispose of this body? I don't think you gave me enough lie. You know, they can connect with the murderer of their own and and that murderer can say no you don't you just don't know anything about lie. And honestly if you bury them deep enough it doesn't matter you just want to burn off the dermis and the facial features
0: and as long as you say lol jk it's it's i can say
1: i can't believe someone took this fun funny thing that i'm doing seriously when this is just for weird girls that listen to murder podcasts you know?
0: That's a growing segment.
3: I know.
1: Yeah. Why just listen to true crime when you can engage in true crime? Truly.
3: I think that this also brings up a great point because it's just like taxes. If the money never, if you already spent the money before it gets to you, then you don't pay any taxes on it. If somebody just happened to send you a box with an ax in it, they sent you a box with an ax in it. You're not actually doing anything with it. Who's to say? So, if you don't have to pay taxes on the acts that somebody sent you to murder somebody, I think you're in the clear. If you follow
1: exactly,
0: I don't know if I would trust Jeff with my taxes, but he is very good at not paying them. So
3: it's one of the reasons that we're we're so wealthy. That's true. I don't. I you
0: know you're the you you're the tax guy. You like signing on to TurboTax and doing all of Amazon's taxes that way. I just pay a guy.
3: I'm, I, that's how I mostly sexually climax these days. Actually, the only time I can really get there is with a quicken. That's a, that's the thing about, I've noticed about you,
0: Jeff, is that you're, you're starting to do more kind of like everyday things to come, you know, there's a big article about you doing the dishes every night and I don't really
3: get that. I don't It's the only, you, you get hard with the dishes, you come with the quicken, but this was interesting today. I discovered that getting interrupted. Hmm. That might be something there. Sometimes you just have to feel like a normal person, a normal person that wants to get rid of their kids or or needs to needs to take it out on their secretary. I thought I'd be coming here today and dispensing wisdom from the mountaintops. But, you know, I'm very you've gathered some really excellent folks around you, Alberto. I'm surprised you've come a long way, kiddo. And I'm very curious to see where we go from here. And in fact, I'm wondering if some of the subdaddies that are definitely not sex offenders could also work for murder in a box. I think there might be crossover here between parents who don't want to spend time with their children and people who want to murder someone. Have have y'all ever met before? And would you be interested in working more together?
2: Well, it seems like we have potentially a lot to collaborate on, Um
1: yeah. And, and I'm very excited. Please, Trent, I'm speaking. I'm very excited about it. specifically. Oh, what an interruption. Thank you so much. Because Trent gives off a very comforting beta energy. So I know if we <laughs> were to collaborate, I would be able to call all of the shots. And I, Trent, I love that about you. I just, you know, it's just, you don't care that you, you can't keep up with other people. You just keep trying, you know? like you're your own sub daddy it's so fun
2: yeah uh, on on that subject i just want to say jeff that if i could play even just a little part in you coming i could die happy so uh I, I i will continue to to interrupt you uh if that's all right but back to your idea amelia um i'm wondering are your employees they must be really passionate about your project uh, your product because you know they must be thinking like oh if only i had this before i got imprisoned like maybe things would have gone differently, right?
1: Yeah, I definitely, I have heard that from more than one of the felons, which is what I call them because I refuse to learn their names. And I, it, to me, it is so refreshing to know that, you know, I don't want them to be learning from their mistakes because I know that's a big thing and it's like PC culture and we're all supposed to be better. But what if we weren't better? What if we just got worse? And so instead of learning for their mistakes, they're helping other people. Make those mistakes better. And if you make a mistake well, so well that you never get caught and no one ever sees your husband again, who's to say it was a mistake? You know, am I right? Yeah. Thank you. And there's
2: yes. such high demand for this. You know, as a true crime fan myself, I, I listen to a lot of murder podcasts. It seems like murder is getting more efficient these days, but not creative. You know, and that's the part of your pitch that really spoke to me was uh, the the creative aspect and the the aesthetic behind murder, which has just been lost in this This decade you know
1: when you said aesthetic a chill went through my body and it ended right at the tips of my nipples and i want you to know that because aesthetic is everything to me and that is why i came up with murder box by the way jeff i don't know if being corrected is something new that you might like but it's murder box not murder in a box okay god bless but (sighs) I know. I, I love this for us. You know what? It's not the point. We can, we can talk offline about that. Um, oh, the that thing I like about long
3: since somebody treated me normally,
1: I know. I love that for you. Um, so the I'm thing loving about... this too. You, you seem Just like you like the to corner. watch. Yeah. You have that, you have that vibe about you not, not to go back to vibes, but you know, to go back to vibes since they are the most important thing. Um, Other than money, of course. Um,
3: (laughs) Interestingly, I've always found that the money didn't quite matter as long. And I think you'll both understand this concept as you have power over the people who don't have the money. That is where the the, the true beauty lays.
1: Yeah, that's precisely it. And Trent, I do want to stress that even though you're sitting on shoeboxes and you didn't, you know, perhaps make some financial advantages through the mysterious disappearance of your husband, you can still, you can still make other people feel like they're beneath you because no matter how little you have, there's always someone that has less that you could take advantage of and make feel small. And if there's one thing you can take out of this, and I've taken so much out of seeing you and you right on the back of your collection notices, Just find someone who has less and just take advantage. I I think you'd be great at it. Really,
2: you really hit the nail on the head, Amelia. I just I really wish my husband had a life insurance policy because that funeral bankrupted me, and has left me where I am today. So um, I know you didn't know, but I just you know that means a lot.
1: So I want to I want to say I'm so sorry for your loss.
3: Lesson to get the policy when you need it.
1: Yeah. And oh. I, I do want to say there are always fresh husbands out there. And I've experienced that time and time again. So if you just find another one, make sure you get that policy before you. Mer- he mysteriously disappears on a boat.
0: Here, Here's an interesting trend I've noticed. I know, Jeff, you know, Mackenzie, um, she left you after the whole thing and she took half the money um Trent's husband died and left him with a massive debt. Amelia's husband seemingly disappeared under suspicious circumstances
3: and somehow she's richer. I think you find that after after some time the the money makes people do strange things, but when people start doing strange things with money, oftentimes you'll find that those strange things cause them to somehow remove themselves from the pictures. I think I think you've had a a few brushes with people leaving your life suddenly, Alberto. I mean, there was the the hunting trip in Zambia, and there there was the um, the flight you were supposed to be on in Malaysia. I mean, it, there's there's strange things that happen when when money enters the picture, you know. Where's Zambia again? Just it, it's in Africa.
0: Okay. <laughs> For my, I mean, I'm an old man. Yeah, I mean, I had partners disappear and. And vanish. But, you know, I'm a smart person. I always sign prenups, so I don't really worry about it. It's more of a power thing for me that they disappear.
3: The business prenup is an often overlooked concept that needs to be discussed whenever you enter a partnership. That's
0: true. Um, but I want to touch on Amelia. Your 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 husband vanished. And, and that I kind of got a, a hint of that because your kids are running around and there's no man there to discipline them. Um, I mean,
1: yes, it was it was so stressful when I found out that um, the boat that my my husband <laughs> wasn't a boat, it was a yacht uh, <laughs> had disappeared. I was so taken aback that I made my steps on stop giving me a massage. You know, I said, I said, Jameson, you know, I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> He actually came up with the idea for Murder Box. Well, we came up with it together. We were having a laugh one day. We were just, you know, he was rubbing my feet and we were talking about how much we hate his dad. And then we thought, what if people could just be murdered? But then before uh, we could get his father, who also, you know, loved um, loved my ideas always and never disagreed with me um, before we could get him to invest that's when the yacht disappeared in what I assume was some kind of a Bermuda Triangle situation I don't know, I don't know about the sea
3: Family businesses are always the way to go because then you don't really have to pay your constituents because they're family that's legal constituents.
1: No, and sometimes they're 19 and they think you're the most beautiful woman they've ever seen and you can just ride that wave for as long as possible
0: Wait, Millie, sorry, how old are you then? I know you're not supposed to ask, but I'm rich, so it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) That's so fun that you just asked my age. I will uh, will tell you. I am 23, which is so fun. I'm having such a fun time being 23. (laughs) Um, It's really good because I'm young enough that I can still get rich men to give me money in exchange for seeing my supple body, but old enough that I get the money first.
0: Smart enough to get the money first. That's important.
1: Yeah, you once you grow up, you know.
3: That's the lesson you should have learned, Trent. And now that you know it, now that you've connected with Amelia, you should you should see your daddies really start to grow. <laughs> Gosh, I... I because a growing daddy is the correct way to run a business. You can't keep your daddies small.
2: I agree. A growing daddy is a happy daddy. But I am also uh, a little concerned that I'm some of my sub-daddies could go mysteriously missing if, you know, we get into business together, Amelia, it just seems like you're, there's kind of an air of a mystery surrounding your business that makes
3: me a little uneasy to get involved. Oh, well then, it then you just call them gig workers and you're good. <laughs> oh,
1: Jeff, you are full of great ideas. And I need to say, Trent, uh, no no disrespect intended, but while I would absolutely work with any of your sub-daddies that you would feel comfortable subbing to me, I want you to know that they would never really be my sub-daddies. They would be your sub-daddies because if they were comfortable being your sub-daddy, they'd be a little low on the totem pole for me. Um, I'm more of someone who's looking for a dom-daddy, you know? So I'll work with them, but I won't work with them, if you know what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Do I need to be more explicit? It's about sex.
2: Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> asking You're asking my daddies to be sex workers, it sounds I like. I
1: wouldn't use that word, although oh, I Oh, sorry. I, JK. JK. <laughs> there you go. You're learning. You're doing so great. I mean, I can see your posture straightening up despite those shoeboxes. I just feel like you're getting a lot out of this. And I just, I cannot say how pleasing it is to watch you.
2: Mm. Uh that is simply me trying to uh obscure my arousal from Jeff's groans earlier.
1: I <laughs> mean you and me both. <laughs> oh.
2: my
3: groans have that effect on people. That's mostly what
2: my yeah, wealth he, going I have on. been in a constant state of discomfort since he's gotten in here and I uh I I'm definitely gonna have to uh you know, call up one of my sub daddies after this and maybe vent a little bit.
1: Oh, are they good listeners?
2: They are excellent listeners and they give great foot massages. I've taught them all myself. I I have a I have a lot of experience giving my mother foot massages just like your stepson and um, just a
3: it sounds like you have a good training regimen put in place then and that's that's important to teach your employees to get in line and do things a certain way that's how we can really push results onto onto our daddies so that they can teach our children to also step in line and do something the exact way we want it to every time that's called efficiency trent and i think i think you're you're on the right track here and one day you might You might have your your daddy moment touching Amelia's feet if you keep on this way. Well, I've always
2: been told that the the meek shall inherit the earth. So um, I just think if I spend some time now getting trampled by everyone, eventually
3: I will get to do the trampling. Well, that's actually exactly correct. I mean, me myself, I was a bit underprivileged. I had to go to Princeton, you see. And I was just a scrappy bookseller back in the day. But now here I am. I almost own the entire country of germany why we i'm not actually allowed to publicly say that but they're on the hook for a lot of liability so if you just make sure to stay scrappy and remove the emotion from every relationship in your life you might find yourself sitting on actual shoes one day
2: wow that would be incredible
1: I mean, who among us is not inspired by Jeff's journey? I I remember when I was just 13 years old and my mother said, I've taught you all I can know, you know, you could ever learn from me, all you could ever know. Now get out of my house. You're on your own. And when I stepped out of her house and into the luxury vehicle that my new dom daddy was driving, I knew it was time for me to earn my own way and use what I had, you know, Use what I have, get where you need to go. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you need to start.
3: I like to see the struggle. I like it when they struggle, because when you struggle, you have to grow and a growing daddy is the way to make a business. If you don't make your daddies struggle, you'll never see your daddies grow. And where will your children be? If your daddies aren't growing and struggling and learning, because what we really want is our children to one day be daddies. And the struggle is what helps them grow. Spoken like a true genius. And I think that's really where your business is founded.
2: And Jeff, actually, your business has helped me a lot, too, because I found that uh, a lot of the worst daddies shop at Whole Foods. So I go there a lot to uh, look for new clients.
1: (laughs) That's also where I go to look for new clients. Because let me tell you what, there is no one more filled with murderous rage than a mom shopping at Whole Foods who just found out that there might be an allergen in the bread that she got from the open air bread area that she's feeding to her child who doesn't have allergies, but just in case. And I just slip them my card and they just get to, you know, they get to feel like they made something because other than kids that they ignore, what are these women making? Nothing. Am I right?
3: you have both tapped into the marketplace that I identified years ago when I purchased the entirety of an overpriced grocery store. That is the group of people that you need to be taking the most advantage of because they are the most out of touch with real reality. So I, I'm going to keep my eye on you two, and not just because of your interruptions. I don't want to interrupt this, this moment you guys are having, but we... Yeah. Please always interrupt me from now on. Because as I'm speaking, there's nothing more that I would like than somebody to just jump Please in the middle of my sentence like I don't mean a thing. Like Oh we'll be right back.
1: This episode of Startup Get Down is brought to you by Tulio. Are you having trouble finding someone to come to your house and do your handyman work? Try Tulio, the app that connects you with handymen and women that are all personally vetted by hip-hop star coolio that's tulio the (laughs) app that connects you (laughs) the app that connects you with only people that have been vetted by that's right coolio 1990s musician and pioneer of singing songs in movies with michelle pfeiffer sign up with promo code coolio is coolio that's Tulio, the app where coolio makes all the decisions for you
0: uh welcome back to startup get done i'm here with amelia jones harrison trent gregory and, of and i course, am
3: jeff bezos
0: my good friend jeff uh amelia i wanted to touch on 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 your last name i is that your maiden name in your you know rip former husband's name
1: Um, well, so I, I never kept my maiden name because I shaved my legs. So it just didn't feel, you know, right to do that. Um, you know, feminism is a virus. When are we going to get the vaccination? Right. Not that I would take it because those are not good for you, but, uh, Jones is actually my second husband's last name and Harrison is my missing, not late, but maybe late. Who knows? Husband's last name. Um, my, actual name is amelia air hyphen heart because my mother's last name was air and she was you know that type of woman who would keep it and then my father's last name was Hart. so technically my full name is amelia Earhart jones harrison
0: so amelia Earhart, no need to look into that any any more at all
1: no, Jones Harris. Yeah, it's Air Heart. I just want to make a point that it's not Air-heart. the lady pilot because I would never try to be the first woman to do anything. It's a little gauche, if you ask me.
3: <laughs> well, thankfully, many women have already hired daddies, so I know that you're probably not the first in in, in that playing field.
1: <laughs> oh, certainly not. And you know, many great women have come before me, and I hate when anyone comes before me. But uh, for me personally. Just on a personal note, I try to work hard enough so that why I'm, I'm not the first woman to do it, I'm the best woman to do it. And anyone coming after me, you know, feels horrible about themselves. Would you prefer. Yes. I love it when someone comes after me and then feels bad about it.
0: It's a classic camellia Earhart, you know.
1: <laughs> That's so fun. Please never use my maiden name again.
0: Amelia Jones Harrison, sorry.
1: Thank you so um, much. I'm actually. actually I'm gonna uh, use.
3: Uh, uh, I'll, I'll All right, uh, Could you? I'm sorry to derail us. I just. I, I needed something. Um, could you tell me to take my socks and put them in the laundry hamper?
1: Sure, I would love to do that. Jeff, take your fucking socks and put them in the laundry hamper right now because I am sick of looking at them on the floor.
3: Mm, she improvises well. Trent, is this what you feel like every day? Uh No, I feel hungry. Cuz it's amazing, not the hunger, just the the normalcy, the the beautiful, arousing. Maybe I should sit on a shoebox one day. <laughs> no, I I don't think I don't think my lifestyle would be considered normal. Trent, I will give you $100 for one of your eviction notices. I think I need to see one for myself. I didn't quite believe they were real. Okay,
2: uh, pay for the postage, and you got a deal.
3: You've never had anyone evicted. I don't. Yeah, wait, negotiate. Jeff. You've had a lot. Trent. You've had lots of people evicted. I don't. Right? Do you? Did you attempt to negotiate with me, Trent? I, I thought, yeah. I, I just. Finished I Art applaud of the deal. your tenacity, but sit down on your shoebox, son speaking of boxes amazon is starting a, a funeral service soon i think it would have been much cheaper than your horrible bankruptcy funeral it's, it comes to mind because you know you and boxes what, how how did it all come to pass that your burgeoning business was destroyed by a pine box
2: um well uh my husband jeremy jeremy he uh mysteriously disappeared jeremy? Jer- my husband Jeremy, he, Jeremy uh, Gregory, me. yeah, dream- <laughs> <laughs> my husband Jerem Jeremy Gregory mysteriously disappeared on a hang gliding trip last summer.
3: Was it anywhere near any yachts that also had some sort of happenstance to them?
2: It was in uh near Catalina. are you familiar?
3: <laughs> I own half the island, yes, uh,
2: well, uh actually, my husband was quite wealthy, but he um I guess his will was left in a uh, mysterious treasure chest that he left at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> i he that's that's there. the story. We- I was given by his attorney, and he didn't leave a map. All he left me was uh, a funeral to pay for and three children.
1: You do have, I was going to ask if you had children because you seem so passionate about pawning them off on other people, which I find very relatable. Um, My question is, do you, you know, do you yourself parent your own children? Are you, would you consider yourself a daddy?
2: Well, you know, Jeremy Lee is the one who wanted children. And so uh, he was the sperm donor for all three of these kids. And so I am now stuck with a legal uh, 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 ownership of these children, custody, they call it. I'm in legal custody of these children that I have no biological correlation with in any way. So the answer is yes. I very much use my surface. It's the entire it's the entire inception of the service was for my very own selfish needs. So, yeah, I have three kids. Uh, I'm assuming, Two of them got picked up by Timothy at three. And uh, the other one is on vacation with 8-Ball in Colombia right now. So
3: 8-Ball. So these daddies yeah. mostly have free reign to daddy as they see fit.
2: Yeah, he's been gone for months. And my, uh, my saying is always no news is good news. Well,
3: in the case of hang gliding pirate husbands, that might not be the case because the news might be uh, uh, the discovery of a map. But when it comes to children and leaving room for your business to grow, I'd say that's true.
1: I'm sorry, Trent. When you say eight ball, do you mean eight ball Wilkins and he has a spider tattoo on the left side of his neck? And then he has a tattoo of the Virgin Mary crying on the right side of his neck.
2: So you know him
1: yeah he works for me oh no small
2: world
1: yes very small and not at all troubling that's great it seems like your background checks are working <laughs> so fun well, I love that for you what was the name of your kid that's in with eight uh, ball right now
2: shit I think that it's one okay
1: a- if you don't I know think it's I, Lewis. I think
2: Lewis is with eight ball yeah
1: all right Lewis well that seems safe. who's
2: with Timothy uh timothy is uh, a Gar- garrett and uh craig Garrod,
0: craig and lewis i mean eight ball and timothy i gotta say it's a pretty suspicious name timothy i don't know if i would trust that you said he, timothy, you, you said he, you bear we're you're starting surprised. him off
2: uh we're starting him off on a trial basis um you know, I don't really With- trust anyone who doesn't have uh Virgin Mary tattoos since most of our um subdaddies do, and I you know we're we're a bit of a conservative company, and so uh, is a little uh Timothy's a little modern for my taste, but you know he he gets the job done, and I haven't seen my kids in like twelve hours, and I'm feeling great.
0: You said months for Lewis,
2: yeah, Lewis is on so- an extended trip to Columbia. I think 8-Ball gotcha. um, uh, said they were doing, I think it must be like, he mentioned a mule. I think it's like a petting zoo or something.
3: That's fun. It's good for children to get out there in the real world and learn where, where the meat comes from, so to speak. They have to go through the grinder in order to learn the skills to grow, you know? I, so I think that taking a mule trip more. to 8 Ball to Colombia is something that every child should do. And in fact, if you really want uh, to put them to work, you could, you could have some crossover here and you could get the children to grow by selling murder supplies, uh, that are definitely a joke, uh, alongside the felons. They will learn life lessons as well as learning how to work and seeing the sausage as it were, especially with, with Lewis being so close to eight ball, you have a pilot program right there. You always have to look for paying one person to do two jobs. That's vital.
2: Well, uh, Actually, that's a really good idea. Amelia, if you would allow my children to work under you, that's another eight hours a day I do not have to see them or pay for someone else to see them.
1: When you put it like that, I love it because it's cruel, but it's also useful to my business. So... Can your children make effective shivs? Because our new line, you're going to love this. It was 8 Ball's idea, actually. Our new line is all about replicating good old fashioned brawl in the lunchroom prison murders. And so I need more than anything. I'm sorry, I'm just so excited getting emotional more than anything i need the unskilled labor of a child to turn a toothbrush into a shiv, or maybe a pen and a razor and you make a little you make a little like a, it's almost like a lathe like for scoring bread but use it to slit throats eight ball taught me this i i mean jeff the irony of this is that we can also learn from our subordinates without having to pay them extra for teaching us how to make a shiv so yes the short answer is trent i would love your children to make a garrote out of some, you know, uh, tooth floss or or any of the things that we need for the prison kits, because they don't have to be perfect, because we want them to be authentic.
2: Well, they're actually very skilled at making shivs, coincidentally. Uh, Jeremy Lee was uh, their scoutmaster and trained them in uh, safety use of knives and whittling. And, uh, you know, as soon as he passed, of course, I pulled them straight out of that, because... Uh,
3: it be very unfair to leave children in scouting when you could put them with a sub-daddy and have them look after 100% of the time.
1: Yeah, and more exactly. than that, once a child is in mourning, the best thing to do is change everything else at the same time because you don't want to have too much consistency. Every
2: I kind days. of This is also why I support having the dom and sub-daddies because I think sort of a culture of emotional abuse prepares them for adulthood and the real world.
3: If you don't give a child a knife... They'll never learn what to do with it, I say. You have to put them through the whole process to teach them how to close themselves off to emotions so that you can use them better for their value in adulthood. This is key, and I'm glad that we're really touching on a subject that we can employ for the both of you and double your outcomes at the same time. This is real. This is real entrepreneurism.
2: We have knives covered. Eight Ball is great with Christmas gifts.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I've always said, you know know how they say if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat, you know, forever, but if you give him a fish, he'll just eat that one fish and be a total dick about it? So, something that I believe in is you can teach a child not to run with scissors, or you can teach a child to turn scissors into a murder weapon and then sell that murder weapon, lol, JK, it's just for funsies over the dark web and you can make your own business and if the child does run with scissors and they accidentally kill themselves it's all right you're still fertile and young you can make another
0: is is that what happened to a one of the jones or harrison kids i whatever was before then
1: i don't want to seem like i'm one of those moms Mm. but i don't know you know, I don't I don't know. what happened. Once I leave a marriage, either because my husband mysteriously disappears or mysteriously disappears or also possibly commits suicide and or mysteriously disappears. I like to just leave the old children behind because it's all about starting a new life. And I can't come into a marriage with a new husband or daddy if it were (laughs) and then bring my baggage from the old relationship you can never get remarried that way the trick is to abandon all the old children and your old identity dye your hair get a new name and then get a new husband
0: you kept the name though seemingly you just told us the name
1: (laughs) did I though
2: oh it's a good point
1: yes it's it's a great point
2: do you know where your children are now
1: I mean, I have a vague idea. I know where my stepson
0: is. (laughs) Um, Where is that?
1: Patiently waiting for me in the hot tub, obviously. I mean, the thing is, people have been suspicious of my relationship with him. But I remind them that as a 23-year-old wife of his 75-year-old dad... (laughs) He and I are closer in age. We have a lot in common. If we want to stay up late at night giggling and drinking wine and trading back massages and giving each other tantric orgasms, that's just because we're on the same page as peers. I don't like to think of myself as his stepmother. I like to think of myself as his step lover.
0: (laughs) Okay. We don't need to talk anything. Real quick. What's his name?
1: oh shit um (laughs) i i want to say it's chris but i'm not a hundred percent
3: it's more of a (laughs) sub-brother
1: it's true i just i usually call him hey you or did i say you could come out here right now get back in your closet until i'm ready for you
3: god jeff i have have a few things to think about (laughs)
0: Jeffy, do you want a uncomfortable relationship with a stepmom? Is that?
3: I think what I really want is a mortgage payment that I'm worried about. I'm experiencing a lot of emotions these days.
0: I don't even know what a mortgage is anymore. We, after 2008, I kind of just got out of that mess with my a couple billion in hand. You know, just like Amelia, I just changed my name. Packed up, didn't bring any of my baggage, um, what, or whatever she called her kids, just uh, moved on.
1: Isn't a mortgage a type of eel? Mortgage eels? I want to say. <laughs> I don't know, right? I know I'm. I'm trying to act like I know about it, but I just really I've heard the word. do you, Trent, how many,
2: do you know what a mortgage is? How many of those do you have? Um. Well, I, I'm currently on my second,
3: and so- um. Is it's, that how no. you afford so many shoeboxes?
2: <laughs> no, the shoeboxes were free. I found those outside.
1: So you have a collection of eels.
2: <laughs> Do you live outside a footlocker? Uh, would I'm you guys that- actually like me to explain to you what a mortgage is? or Is,
1: is it boring or is it exciting?
2: <laughs> it's about as boring as everything else I've said.
1: <laughs> oh, then I definitely want to hear it because I know Jeff is going to love that.
2: It gives me fuel for my fire. Well, you know, uh, every month I make, I make payments towards it.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody else. You, 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 you are, you are forced to give it to somebody else.
2: I, I am forced to, yes. Um, oh.
1: Does someone watch while you sign the checks? Does someone um, watch?
3: Sometimes. Y- y-
2: yes, yes. A, a notary sometimes, you know?
1: A notary. Uh, a notary. What's that? About? What's that? You know what? That's fine. I want that to be a mystery. That'll be a fun one that I'll think about for a few days.
2: <laughs> I want to hear more about the eels.
1: They're, it's a type of... Oh, you know what? Oh, gosh. This is so embarrassing. I was thinking of moray eels, not mortgage eels. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Words can be so confusing. You know? Mortgage Uggram eels. Daddy. You know can disappearance, husband, daddy, suicide. stepson,
0: lover, stepson. That one's confusing. Yes, ma'am,
1: no, ma'am. You know, all that. Those stuff. are
0: those are confusing.
1: Well, I mean, when someone says them rapidly as you're giving them a hard course banking, it can all sort of blend together. I've said too much. Um, so to think about. But, but have I?
0: <laughs> I feel like I, I still don't know anything about you.
1: Alberto, you're so fun
3: so fun. i'm scared a little bit
1: i know that's what i like
3: do i do i sense do i sense any sparks in the air Alberto? i know you're currently unattached i mean
0: you know i i'm just a humble businessman i i don't have time to get murdered um <laughs> and it would and it wouldn't work you know i make everyone sign a prenup so if i disappeared they wouldn't get a dime. And I know Amelia, that doesn't seem interesting to you. I think.
3: Well, the most appropriate thing to do is treasure chests. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what's a prenup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a post but you do it first. <laughs>
0: What's a postnup? I don't know what a postnup is.
1: Oh, a post Oh, it's so fun. A post is when you marry someone and then you remember, oh no, I might have more money than them under my other names. And so you make them sign a postnup, which is a prenup that you do after you get married. It's like a oops. it's it kind of it takes the idea of no takes take backsies and it's yes mm-hmm. take backsies
0: Oh wow. And Trent, you you I mean, being under the, the crushing debt, shoebox debt that you're you are I'm guessing your husband made you sign a prenup.
2: I, I guess, I guess he did. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was like a permission slip. For what? Uh, uh for me to have custody of those children that he wanted.
0: So he made you sign a permission slip for you to have custody of those children um, that you did not have any hand in, in creating.
3: Well, this is a very, very interesting legal point. See, as a hang gliding pirate, I don't think they would legally give him children. But uh, a solid foundational business owner probably seems like a much safer bet. So I think he made a very Good sound owner. choice well, investing uh, in somebody yeah. who would be emotionally incapable of uh, understanding what was happening.
2: The uh, sperm bank is actually trying to be a lot more progressive these days and uh, trying to be a little more diverse with their donors. So the eye patch was actually a plus for them. And that's how he was able to get uh, you know so much,
1: so many children
2: out of it, right?
0: Is the mortgage you're paying to the sperm bank?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I am now part owner of a sperm bank.
3: Is that how? Is that where you find all your daddies? Or just the Uh, doms?
2: (laughs) I find the dom daddies at Whole Foods. I find a lot of my subs at the sperm bank, (laughs) and. Yeah, and sometimes I just like to kind of uh, mix up the the sperm donations a little bit, create a little chaos in there, you know, because, you know, like, the more fucked up kids we get, the more fucked up dads we have that don't want to look after them.
0: Why would I'm... they be fucked up from that?
1: Do you mix in your own sperm, Trent?
2: Do you mix in your own sperm? I put a little eyedropper of my own sperm in every... <laughs> Every single little petri dish.
1: Now that's what Trans- I call artisanal. Honestly.
2: And I have uh, a I, lot I, of I, genetic, genetic disorders and diseases, so this is a. I'm a carrier for a lot.
3: This is a way <laughs> to take power over the whole world without anyone knowing. You might sweep in and and be the be the wealthier of us soon. I'm playing the can. the long I'm game,
2: those... trying to be like <laughs> Genghis, modern day Genghis Khan.
0: You want to have just millions of kids. But you don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. There's no way to profit off of them. You just want that that power. We're always going back to that over them.
1: You yes. know what's fun, though, is that if you have so many children, if they eventually find out who you are by using some kind of Ancestry.com type site or something like that, right? If they do that, then they'll find out who you are, and maybe you'll have multiple children with blood vendettas against you, which is amazing because it's great okay. for the cardio. You know, you're constantly on the run. And then also, what I'm hearing is that you've created a client base for me and without even realizing you were doing it. And what I'm also hearing is we both share a love of men with eye patches because for me, there's one whole side where they can't see you sneaking up on them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Real quick, I want to shout out ancestry.com and ancestry.com, <laughs> the site that I founded that. Let's you compare your genetic DNA to everyone around you and, you know, figure out who you're related to in case you want to have sex and then more in case you want to avoid them, we don't, we don't judge. So this um, is
3: why I uh, actually started Blue Origin is, is in order to fully escape. Once I have full power over everyone, I want to make sure that nobody can follow me so that I can continue to be powerful from afar. It's see that cardio might kill you one day, but if you've just left altogether, you're safe. So Trent, I might hire you to be my 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 sub astronaut if you if you play your cards right, and then you will have the genetic control of the planet, and I will have the monetary control of the planet, and no one can touch us from our safety penthouse luxury suite on Mars,
0: right? Way beyond the the domosphere, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I want to take a another break, but we'll be right back.
3: 2020 has brought significant stress to a modern world that was already experiencing a lot of damage the biggest stress that i've heard about from consumers really prompted me to to start a revolutionary company that would make your life easier by making sure those fucking birds didn't shit all over your car that's been parked there for the last six months i've been out in the streets people i put my feet on those pavements and I put that mask on my face to make sure that your car stayed protected from those dastardly winged beasts. And that's why we call ourselves the wing. Because we go out and we put those birds where they should have stayed down on the ground by removing one of their wings and making sure that their shit makes the ground a better <laughs> place to grow food like every deity intended call us now at the wing to protect your neighborhood and more specifically that sweet sweet car paint from these dastardly winged beasts and also, if anybody knows of a restaurant that wants bird wings, we would like to help them. We've got so many, and we don't know what to do. So if you know a restaurant that's trying to sell singular bird wings, that would be really helpful. So please call us and let us know about that, too. All right. We are The Wing, and we will make your cars a safer place to park. Call The Wing now. Cool. Uh,
0: and we're, we're back. Uh, guys... It's it's been a pleasure having you. This is our uh, season one finale, but like I said, we've been picked up for many many episodes, mainly because you know I'm bankrolling this whole thing and I'm super rich, so we don't care about our advertisers. Um, but it's I just want to- cool. it's pretty what incredible. Thank you. I coming from you, Jeff. That means a lot, and you're the the king of monopolies and just bankrolling shit until the public invests in your company and you take all the profits and not pay any taxes. I know. So, don't interrupt me. Uh,
3: oh. Today has changed a lot of things for me, Alberto. Thank you for
0: Flipped entirely. Um, Amelia, Trent, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything that you guys really want to you know, make sure the public, or our audience knows about before we leave?
1: Um, I would love to say, uh, I have a dog um, who's great for sniffing for things and is very curious and investigative, which is why I never bury anything in your backyard that you don't want her to find. Um her name is Velma. It's Velma Dogly, uh, you know, like the character from Scooby-Doo. And she does have an Instagram where you can see so many pictures of her tummy and spoiler alert. she is such a mom bod. and it's at Velma Dogly on Instagram. And she's just the cutest little, Stop digging back there. I need to move that body you've ever seen in your life.
3: After today, also Alberto, I've I've fallen in love with this medium. I I'll see what I can do to corner the podcasting market to to have you pay me later. But I think that I'd I'd really love to start uh, a new podcast where I invite the the normal people. You know, the people with only one or two million in the bank to. To sit down with me by candlelight, and I think I'm going to be calling it Dinner with Bezos, B-A-E-Z-O-S, because I come before all else. So check out Dinner with Bezos, anywhere where podcasts are available, and I also own them. You know you own Audible, right? There are many out there that are escaping my grasp currently, (laughs) and I will have them. (laughs) audible is only the beginning
2: alberto i just want to thank you for having me on i i feel really good about what this is going to do for my business and i'm feeling very confident that things are going to start looking up and so as of right now i am buying a chair on amazon dreams really do come true wow incredible
0: um another
3: satisfied customer
0: (laughs) it's not what your business does um all right, uh, and I, I just want to. I made a. I made an Instagram account. My uh, various assistants helped me put it together. It's Alberto Delares, at or something like that. I don't know, man. But I mean, it's pictures of me and you, Jeff. I think from Thanksgiving. It's other fun stuff. Keep it keeping up to date with me. It uh, wacky my, night. It was a wacky night.
3: I've we never don't... had so much fun doing lubed up sumo wrestling.
0: Yeah, that's not going to be hard to Photoshop at all. Uh, I'm sure. So cool. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys again and, you know, stay tuned for, for next season. Um, who knows that whenever that comes out, probably March, definitely March. Um, thanks again.